My name is Laura Dawn, and you're listening to episode number 18 of the Psychedelic Leadership Podcast, because what the world needs is a new kind of leader. If there was a method that you could learn to feel more inspired, feel more alive and on purpose, to think more creatively, become more productive, learn more rapidly, and feel like you have a little more time and patience, and in the process strengthen physical, mental, and emotional resilience, Would you take the time to learn about this methodology and train yourself to embody it? If you're an entrepreneur or a transformational coach or guide, building your platform to expand your reach of influence and cultivate your thought leadership, or you're trying to get any kind of significant project off the ground that helps elevate consciousness, and you also happen to be on the plant medicine path, This episode is 100% for you because I want to support you in A, cultivating your capacity to hold a clear inner vision of what it is you feel called to show up and create, and B, effectively transmute that inner vision and anchor it into reality. And this process is what I consider to be a shamanic path of visionary leadership. And this process requires us to expand the boundaries of who we think we are and what we think we're capable of and take a mental leap of faith to hold a vision that doesn't yet exist and then have the courage to take action and make that vision a reality. And when you really think about it, this is a deeply mystical and shamanic process because everything we create, everything that takes form in this solid 3D reality was first residing in the unseen realm of possibility. And I believe that sacred plant medicines and psychedelics help us to tune into and bridge the unseen realms, the spirit realm, some might call it the quantum realm, with this dimension, the realm we perceive with our eyes. And I see our bodies as the conduit of creation. It's how we literally translate our ideas from the unseen realm into this dimension of reality. And it's also worth highlighting that this is what creativity is. As Chase Jarvis, founder of Creative Live, says, creativity is our ability to make our ideas manifest in the world. And if you want your ideas to ripple out and influence change, then that absolutely requires combining creativity with visionary leadership. And so I see my own life, my mind and my body as this conduit, this channel of creation, of creativity. And the more I learn to open to it and strengthen my capacity to channel this creative life force, increasing my physical, mental, and emotional resilience, the more influential I can actually become. And I'm not talking about just getting more followers on Instagram here. I mean, not to discredit that. That's totally fine if that's what you're set out to do. But what I'm really talking about here is cultivating the path of leadership to physically, mentally, and emotionally become a human being who can contribute to a more harmonious, sustainable, kind, and equitable chapter of human history, where we are literally strong enough to hold space for this period of tumultuous transition we are collectively moving through, supporting people through this intense portal of transformation, of metamorphosis, 
because that's what's really being called for and that's what's really needed right now. So in this episode, I want to talk about opening ourselves up to this channel and tapping into this powerful life force really as a catalyst to influence positive change. And so I want to do that by talking about flow states. And I'm going to point to the research that shows that when we tap into and leverage flow states, we can receive all of those benefits that I pointed to at the beginning of this episode. Because after building my first online brand to over a million and a half followers on Facebook, after building a volcanic hot spring retreat center from scratch, starting with nothing but a raw 10 acres of land, after building my email list for my last health and wellness business to over 25,000 email subscribers, after writing two published books and building a successful coaching and retreat business, I can tell you from personal experience that anchoring your inner visions into reality does actually require a significant amount of effort and dedicated focus, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. And the path of the visionary entrepreneur is not always easy, but from my experience, it's 100% worth it. And often when we reflect back, most of us can say that our most rewarding life experiences were also the most challenging. There are innumerable gifts inherent in transmuting our roadblocks and difficulties into stepping stones of our own growth and transformation, opening ourselves up to greater possibility in our lives. And there's this quote from Csikszentmihalyi that sums this up so well. He says, the best moments in our lives are not the passive, receptive, relaxing times. The best moments usually occur if a person's body or mind is stretched to its limits in a voluntary effort to accomplish something difficult and worthwhile. And I personally find it even more rewarding when I look at it through this lens of shamanic visionary leadership. And also looking at flow, not just from the perspective of science and research, which of course I love, but from the mystical perspective as well, which I've already been pointing to. So I want to share with you literally my all-time favorite quote from Pantanjali that completely sums up how I experience flow states from this mystical perspective. He said, When you are inspired by some great purpose, some extraordinary project, All of your thoughts break their bonds, your mind transcends limitation, your consciousness expands in every direction, and you find yourself in a new, great, and wonderful world. Dormant forces, faculties, and talents become alive, and you discover yourself to be a greater person than you ever dreamed yourself to be. I freaking love this quote, and I read it almost seriously every single day. And that's really, in a nutshell, for me, how I think about and experience flow states. And I don't think there's anything more satisfying than holding a vision in my mind and then making that vision a reality and watching who I become along the way. And when we tap into flow states, we're moved by a force greater than ourselves, and we're carried by the river, that energy, that flow. And in a way, it's kind of like pushing the easy button, although it does take quite a lot of intention to consciously craft a framework that allows you to align with this flow of energy more frequently. 
But, you know, I attribute my definition of success to the work that I've done with sacred plant medicines, including my daily practices that often include microdosing because they've taught me and continue to teach me what it means to be a visionary and how to craft my life as a launch pad for tapping into flow states and dance with the frequency of inspiration. Okay, so let's get into this flow. Let's talk about how flow is defined, and then I'm going to cover five key characteristics of the flow state and illuminate why this is so important to pay attention to. Then I'll share five huge benefits of flow, especially if you're an entrepreneur, and then I'm going to share about my upcoming microdosing mastermind at the end of this episode, and I'll leave you with a song called This Day Was Made For You by my dear brother, Luke Cohen, dropping in with some conscious hip hop vibes at the end of this episode. Okay, so let's dive in. The term flow was first coined by positive psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi in the 1970s. And I just want to acknowledge that more recently, people like Stephen Kotler and Jamie Wheel have really contributed a lot to this field. So there are varying definitions of flow, but this is how I describe it and define it. Flow is an enhanced and optimal state of consciousness where you drop into an incredibly coherent state of mind-body alignment, which allows you to tap into a channel of energy that has the potential to unlock optimal performance. Okay, so what are the hallmarks of the flow experience and why is it worth taking the time to outline what some of these distinct characteristics are? This is important because the more you know what to look for, the more you draw that experience into your reality. And that's not woo, and don't get me wrong, I get down with woo, but that's actually neuroscience. So when I point to something and say, look at this, start paying attention to this, what you're doing is you're training your mind to look for those experiences. And if you train your mind to look for it and identify it, the more self-aware you become and the more you can leverage the self-awareness to experience more of it, to experience more flow. And so we're also training the mind to pay more attention to what you're paying attention to. And this is also crucial because what you pay attention to becomes the content for which you literally craft the story of your life. Your awareness is the most powerful asset you have. So what you pay attention to matters. So we're cultivating our capacity to pay more attention to flow. Okay, so let's look at just a few of the characteristics of these flow state experiences. And as I'm running through them, I really invite you to reflect on and think about the last time you might have experienced any one of these. So the flow state can be characterized by, number one, a feeling of energized focus. So it's this intense concentration and full immersion in what you're doing in the present moment, which is why some people define flow as the deep now. So number two, because of this immersion in the present moment, there's a strong tendency to tune out of your surroundings, which means that you lose sense of space and time. So there's this sense of time distortion, of timelessness, either slowing down or sometimes speeding up. And in this process of losing sense of space and time, you can also lose your sense of self with a capital S, the ego construct of I. And for a period of time, it's kind of like you're ditching your inner critic. 
So that's number three. Number four, because you're so fully involved and completely immersed in whatever it is you're doing, this means that action, body, and awareness, mind, start merging into one, like one open channel, which comes back to my definition of getting into a really coherent state of mind-body alignment. Number five, the activity itself is intrinsically rewarding. So this is where we become more process-oriented rather than destination-driven. And so flow can increase a sense of satisfaction and intrinsic drive and motivation. So two things I'll briefly say about this point, just because I love to connect dots and I also do this through specific mind mapping techniques. And these are invaluable tools to learn if you want to cultivate yourself as a thought leader, because being a thought leader means that you're connecting existing dots in a novel way to share a unique perspective that brings value and meaning into people's lives. And so I teach some of these techniques in my microdosing mastermind program. So first, flow states trains us to become more process-oriented rather than destination-driven. So that means there's an overlapping circle here between flow states with Carol Dweck's work that looks at cultivating a growth mindset over a fixed mindset. Because one of the hallmarks of a growth mindset is enjoying the process rather than doing something because it's going to bring about an end result. And the second thing I'll briefly point to here, another dot I'll connect, is that research on behavioral change shows that the more you're process-oriented rather than goal or destination-oriented, the easier it is to adopt new behaviors or habits. Okay, so I just covered five characteristics, and this quote from Csikszentmihalyi sums it up pretty nicely. He says, quote, the ego falls away, time flies, every action, movement, and thought follows inevitably from the previous one, like playing jazz. Your whole being is involved and you're using your skills to the utmost. And although I like this quote, there's still an element missing for me, which is this notion of tapping into some kind of force that's greater than ourselves, which I really get this, this visceral feeling when I tap into flow states that I'm connecting to this larger life force. And so Steve Kotler and Jamie Wheel sum up the flow experience with their acronym STIR, S-T-E-R, which stands for selflessness, timelessness, effortlessness, and richness, which I won't get into in depth, but I like to add a D on the end of that for divinity or a connection to a universal life force, some intelligence that's greater than us. So in this process, we're silencing our inner critic, stepping out of our own way, and connecting to what some might call a higher power, and we get carried by this river or channel of energy, and what we do becomes more effortless. And in the process, it feels pretty freaking amazing. So again, I'm highlighting these characteristics so you can learn to pay more attention to them. And actually, a lot of the data that comes from flow research is through self-assessment. So you either know you're having these experiences or not. You either know that you've experienced flow or not. So yes, self-assessment is also scientifically valid. But that aside, what you're really doing here is enhancing self-awareness. 
And yes, there is a ton of research and information about how to tap into flow more regularly in our lives, like looking at flow triggers and practices that help you get into a more coherent mind-body state, which I do cover more in depth in my microdosing mastermind. But it really starts with this self-awareness and knowing what to look for and training your mind to pay more attention to it. So when we look at flow as this enhanced and optimal state of consciousness, where we have the capacity to unlock optimal performance, it's not hard to imagine that the benefits of this are incredibly far-reaching. But there are specifically five benefits that I do want to take the time to cover here. And this, again, is really worth paying attention to, especially if you're an entrepreneur or, again, launching any kind of significant vision or project. So the five benefits of flow we're going to cover are learning more quickly, thinking more creatively, improving productivity, the benefits of timelessness, and drastic increases in life satisfaction. So there's a lot I can go into within each of these five benefits, because with advancements in technology and flow state research, we have a much better understanding of what's going on under the hood, so to speak. So there are neurochemical changes that take place, shifts in brainwave function, like hypofrontality, for example, where the prefrontal cortex quiets down, changes in the default mode network, changes in brainwave states that take place, So I'm not going to go into the underlying mechanisms in this episode, although I do cover this in my microdosing mastermind. But what I am going to focus on here are the benefits of flow states. So the first three, learning, creative thinking, and productivity, try to see these as three overlapping circles that all benefit each other. So first of all, when you tap into flow, you increase your capacity to learn more quickly. And what I find interesting is that there are definitely some strong overlaps between flow states and psychedelics. And similar to the psychedelic experience, there's this opening of what Aldous Huxley called the reduction valve in his book, The Doors of Perception. So when we're in normal waking consciousness, we're operating from the conscious mind, which is actually really slow. And when we're in flow, we can leverage the power of the subconscious mind, which has the ability to process information a lot more quickly in shorter timeframes and more efficiently. And so whenever there are really big benefits to be gained, especially that lend themselves towards optimal performance, of course, the military wants to know all about it. And the U.S. military has spent a ton of money on learning how to hack flow states. And the military found that when they induced flow states in people training as snipers, that learning rates increased by 470%, which is kind of ridiculous when you really think about it. The military also found that when they're training someone to learn a new language, because let's say they'll be deployed in another country, for example, that when they induce flow states, they can cut learning time in half from six months down to three months. So part of the reason flow improves learning speed is because, first of all, we're in a state of heightened perception. So salience goes up. Pattern recognition also goes up. So we're able to connect more dots more rapidly, which again lends itself to creative problem solving and of course productivity. And secondly, whenever there's more neurochemicals available in the brain, when they're more present in the brain, 
while we're learning something, we're more likely to remember it. And there's more chance it moves from short-term working memory towards long-term memory storage. Okay, so number one, flow states help us learn more rapidly and more efficiently. Okay, next, let's talk about number two, which is enhanced creative thinking or creative problem solving. So as some of you already know, I am super passionate about shifting the cultural narrative around creativity and for really good reason. Creativity is first of all, massively misunderstood and creative thinking in this context refers to how people approach problems and solutions, their capacity to put existing ideas together in new combinations, which of course is absolutely crucial if you're cultivating yourself as a thought leader. And according to the world's top 1,500 CEOs, creative thinking is now being called one of the most important skill sets, which of course is actually more of a mindset, that we need to cultivate to thrive in the 21st century with all the curveballs being thrown our way. And now experts also call this a VUCA world we live in, which stands for volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And this quote from Chase Jarvis sums it up so nicely. He says, quote, we are entering a new era where creative thinking will be the most important, most valuable skill anyone can possess. So if you don't want a robot to replace you, which is happening much more rapidly than people realize, cultivating your capacity to think more creatively is what's going to set you apart. Of course, the challenge is that almost all of us are products of an industrialized education system that fostered convergent over divergent thinking skills. So we've trained our minds to literally think inside the box and search for the one solution that someone else laid out for us, rather than learning divergent thinking skills, which allows us to explore a range of creative solutions to any given challenge or problem we face. So research done by the Flow Genome Project found that flow can amplify creativity by 400 to 700%. And in another study done by McKinsey, they found that flow can cause a 200% boost in creativity. So how do we measure this? Well, one way has been through the use of the nine dot test. So essentially just imagine a grid of three dots by three dots for a total of nine dots. And you need to connect all nine dots with four lines without lifting your pen or pencil. So normally less than 5% of people can do this test. But when people are sort of put into an induced flow state through transcranial neurostimulation, which contributes towards quieting the prefrontal cortex and lends itself towards heightened pattern recognition, 43% of people can do it in record time. Now, that's a really big difference. And for those of you interested in transcranial neurostimulation, I talk about this with Dr. Balder Onerheim, who's a professor and a PhD in the neuroscience of creativity and the founder of Plato Works. And I feature him in episode number 11 of this podcast. And we also cover advanced tools and technologies like transcranial neural stimulation in my microdosing mastermind program. Okay, so in a study led by Teresa Amabile, and I I just never know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm probably butchering it, and I'm so sorry, Teresa, if you happen to be listening to this, but she's from Harvard, and she discovered that people aren't only more creative in flow, but for a day or two after flow. So flow states don't just train the brain to be more creative in the moment we're in flow. We're training the brain to be more creative over time because we're training a state of mind. 
Because creative thinking is not a fixed, but rather a fluid state of mind. And we also touch on this in episode number five with psychedelic scientist Manesh Gurn, titled This Is Your Brain on Psychedelics. And Manesh authored a paper called Updating a Dynamic Framework of Thought, Creativity, and Psychedelics, co-authored by Robin Carhart-Harris. And Manesh Gurn is also going to be one of the guest speakers for this upcoming microdosing mastermind program. Okay, so number one, improving our capacity to learn more quickly. Number two, enhanced creative problem solving. So let's move on to number three, productivity, which I know so many people want to know how to boost productivity. So think of flow as like a powerful key to unlocking intrinsic motivation, which is truly the best kind of force we can tap into as creators, entrepreneurs, leaders, change makers, you name it. So according to research conducted by John Hagel, who's the co-founder of Deloitte Consulting Center for the Edge, they conducted a global study of the world's most innovative, high-performing business teams, meaning the most motivated teams on the planet, And he found that, quote, the individuals and the organizations who went the farthest, the fastest, were always the ones tapping into passion and finding flow. So another McKinsey study found that if you increase flow by 15%, 1-5%, you can double workplace productivity, which again, that's huge implications for flow. Okay, so number four, there are also really big benefits to experiencing timelessness, which again is one of the hallmarks of the flow state experience. And research conducted by Melanie Rudd from the University of Houston found that an experience of timelessness is so powerful, it has the capacity to shape behavior. So when people experience this sense of timelessness, they felt, number one, like they have more time available to them, which I mean, who wouldn't want more of that these days? Two, people also report feeling less impatient also hugely beneficial. Three, there's more willingness to volunteer to help others. I find that pretty remarkable. Number four, people who experience more timelessness prefer experiences over material possessions. And number five, there's a greater boost in life satisfaction which is a perfect segue into the last benefit that I want to cover here, which is about how flow can improve overall life satisfaction and well-being in a multitude of ways. So remember when I said the term flow was first coined by positive psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi in the 70s? Well, one of the foundations of positive psychology is looking at this question of what really constitutes a good life. Defined by Peterson in 2008, positive psychology is the scientific study of what makes life most worth living. And so it's interesting to note that flow research is one of the avenues that points towards what this question is asking, what makes life worth living, and how we cultivate a deeper sense of meaning in our lives. And so viewed through the lens of flow and what the research points to is that A good life is one that is characterized by complete absorption in what one does. And that's a direct quote from the book Flow and the Foundations of Positive Psychology, the Collected Works of Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. And so this next research I'm about to share with you is also super interesting. It was research done by Bob Keegan, who is a Harvard psychologist, And he tracked a group of adults for three decades while they aged to see how they changed over time. 
And what he found was that most people stayed relatively the same in a lot of ways, but a select few achieved meaningful growth. So most adults stay in this category he calls self-authoring, which is just kind of considered well-adjusted adulthood, what sometimes might be referred to as quote-unquote healthy normals. But then there's about 5% of people who move beyond self-authoring to a stage called self-transforming, which is associated with the cultivation of more wisdom, heightened empathy, an expanded capacity to hold differing and conflicting perspectives, and also enhanced flexibility in how we think of ourselves. And that's just to name a few of those benefits of moving from self-authoring to self-transforming. So what's super interesting about Keegan's research is that when he looked at that 5%, what he found was that a very high percentage of them had some kind of practice that helped induce flow states, often beginning with psychedelics, and then they went on to make practices like meditation or martial arts and other state-shifting practices a central part of their lives. So many of those five percenters described their frequent access to non-ordinary states, their turbo button for their self-development. And this also really deepened their sense of meaning and purpose. And so this is kind of similar to Abraham Maslow's work, who also noticed that the more peak experiences a person had, the closer they came to self-actualization, which was his term for those upper stages of development. And peak experiences are not the exact same thing as flow states, but there is a large overlap between them. And so lastly, research also points to how flow states can help support better emotional regulation. Flow can help people develop skills, particularly the cultivation of emotional complexity that allow us to regulate our emotions more effectively, which again has far-reaching benefits and can lend itself to a greater sense of life satisfaction. Okay, so just to recap, flow is an optimal state of consciousness where we have the capacity to really enhance both physical and mental performance. And in flow states, we tend to learn more quickly, think more creatively, unlock intrinsic motivation, which essentially makes it a hell of a lot easier to get shit done. And the whole experience of flow in and of itself is deeply rewarding and feels really freaking good, which also contributes towards a greater sense of meaning, purpose, and life satisfaction. So as I mentioned, there is an overlap between psychedelics and flow states. I've had some profoundly life-shifting experiences tapping into flow states through deeper dives with plant medicines that have fundamentally changed my life, particularly through the career choices I'm making and the path I'm choosing and the programs I'm creating and who I choose to work with now. And so to say that those experiences have shaped me would be an understatement. And so I'm not going to go into how or why psychedelics or microdosing can trigger flow, except to share this one quote from Oxford professor of neuropsychology, Molly Crockett. And I love this name, Molly Crockett. And she explains, quote, attending festivals like Burning Man, practicing meditation, being in flow, or taking psychedelic drugs rely on shared neural substrates. What many of these roots have in common is activation of the serotonin system. 
Again, so without going into the underlying neural mechanisms here, keep in mind that self-assessment is a powerful tool and indicator of flow states. I mean, you either feel it or you don't. And so I want to share a personal experience of what I've noticed that also kind of sums up a lot of these benefits when I really started leveraging my microdosing practice to tap into flow states. So it actually just initially started to happen more intuitively. I wasn't really intentionally saying to myself, not in the beginning anyways, that this is a microdosing practice to tap into flow. But the more I noticed an increase in flow, the more I started seeking out information and research about it, the more I started understanding all of the underlying mechanisms, then I really started to refine and tweak and consciously cultivate a microdosing morning ritual to act as a launch pad for flow states and inspired creation. So a few years back, I was taking one of Joe Dispenza's online courses. And for the first couple of weeks, I was watching the videos and taking notes. And I was taking notes line by line in this very linear fashion. And it took quite a long time to take notes and learn and really understand the content. And then about halfway through the course, I started microdosing with another round, another protocol that I started with Banisteriopsis capi, which is ayahuasca vine, which requires a disclaimer here. And I'll just sum it up by saying there are risks to microdosing and there are more risks to microdosing ayahuasca vine. And I just recommend that if you're interested in microdosing Banisteriopsis capi, please work with an experienced practitioner and feel free to get in touch with me about that. Okay, so within a couple of weeks, what I started to notice was that my note-taking shifted from this linear way of thinking. It literally transformed from taking notes line by line towards mind mapping and diagrams. And it honestly wasn't really intentional. I just watched it happen. And it was like I had this fascinating meta-awareness of my own mind. Like I was watching my mind learn more rapidly. I was connecting dots in a way I hadn't been before. Pattern recognition was way up and I was able to cut my own note-taking time in half, which when I saw that research from the military stating that learning time for a new language was cut in half from six months to three months, that totally jumped out at me because I had a very similar experience. And not only was I learning more quickly, connecting new dots in my mind between what Joe Dispenza was teaching with other concepts from Eastern philosophy and psychedelic research, for example, I was able to understand his information more effectively and as a result, retain information more efficiently. And so that whole experience, well, let's just say it really captivated my attention. And even though I've been someone who's had a higher propensity towards experiencing flow states in my life, something really crystallized for me in that experience. And over that time, I kept getting this very distinct message through some deeper dives I was doing with plant medicines that I could really cultivate this skill set and teach other people how to do the same. And so it's not only inspired me to pursue a master's in science in a program called Creativity Studies and Change Leadership, but it's also what's inspired me to transform my six-week microdosing flow programs into a three-month microdosing mastermind specifically designed for entrepreneurs. 
And so I just want to take a few moments to share a little bit about this microdosing mastermind program and share why I genuinely feel like it's so special. So there are three main overlapping circles here. One, microdosing. Two, optimal performance, which of course includes flow states. And three, entrepreneurship. Because most microdosing courses are really geared towards covering the basics, and this program is created and designed for people who want to deepen their microdosing practice as a conscious practice, primarily for themselves, but pretty much so far, everyone who's signed up is either a coach or a guide, and they're either already doing this work, this microdosing work with other people, or they're potentially interested in that as a future possibility and want to deepen their practice and go beyond the basics. So I'm really taking the time to go through the applications and bring together a group of like-minded people who can really show up for peer-to-peer -peer support. So there's a strong element of learning from each other. And of course, I'm going to be offering a lot of support and content from my 15 plus years of cultivating a microdosing practice with a wide range of microdosing substances. And so we're going to explore a model I created for microdosing morning rituals that are really geared towards creating a lifestyle that acts as a launch pad for inspired creation and how you can leverage your microdosing flow to cultivate your thought leadership. And so we're going to cover more advanced tools, technologies, and techniques like bio-tracking with different devices, working with transcranial neurostimulation, if that's something that interests you. I'm going to teach you about heart rate variability and why that's an important measure to track. I'm going to teach specific meditation practices that allow you to shift into what's called brain synchronous alpha states and learn what I call the biology of divine alignment and how to train the body to get into a more coherent physiological state, which helps to open that portal into flow states. And so we're really talking about mind-body-nervous system upgrade here and how this cultivates mental, emotional, and physical resilience, and also looking at mindsets that support you on the path of visionary leadership. And then the really cool thing about this program is that there are five mastermind sessions where we're going to dive into all things entrepreneurship. So of course, the content of these sessions is going to depend on the group, but some of the topics we may cover are how to align with your core message or how to refine your core message, how to refine and get more clear on your offering, how to hold space for stepping out as a thought leader and all the things that come up around that, around being seen, fear of judgment, fear of putting yourself out there. We could cover how to price your offering, what one-on-one -on -one sessions look like, retreats, group sessions, online programs, how to manage your time more effectively, branding, growing your email list. And so all of these areas I have extensive experience in, although again, as a mastermind framework, we're also going to be engaged in peer-to-peer -peer support. We're here to learn from each other. And of course, this is all revolving around cultivating yourself as a thought leader in a specific niche. So I'll also be teaching you advanced creative tools and techniques so that you can cultivate your capacity to come up with novel solutions to some of the challenges we all face in our personal and professional lives. So of course, not everything is going to apply to everyone, but these sessions will be tailored to the group and people who are accepted into the program will fill out a comprehensive intake form outlining areas that you need support in so that we can really craft these mastermind sessions so that you get the most out of this program. 
There is also an option to cultivate a microdosing practice with Banisteriopsis capi ayahuasca vine. If you've never worked with microdosing ayahuasca before, there is a prerequisite you would have to complete before starting the three-month microdosing mastermind. But again, if you have any questions whatsoever, please get in touch with me through my website, livefreelauradee.com. This microdosing mastermind program is taking place this June, July, and August, and I genuinely consider this program to be like advanced Jedi training for warriors of the heart on the plant medicine path who want to influence positive change. So enrollment is currently open. The program is about half full. You can find more information on my website, livefreelauradee.com slash microdosing dash mastermind, or just go onto my website, livefreelauradee.com and click on microdosing mastermind in the tab. You will find all the details of the program there, as well as a link to apply for the program. And there is about one week left to sign up and take advantage of the early bird discount. So if this program sounds interesting to you, please check out all the details because I didn't cover everything that's included in this little brief description. And if you have any other questions, please reach out to me through my website, livefreelauradee.com or get in touch with me through Instagram at D. So before I leave you off with this song by Luke Cohen, I wanted to invite my dear friend and former NFL player, Joe Hawley, who attended my retreat last year and who's also participated in my microdosing mastermind program to share a little bit of his story and what his experience was like. What's up, all you beautiful listeners of the Psychedelic Leadership Podcast. My name is Joe Hawley. I am a former NFL offensive lineman. I played eight years with both the Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in 2017, after retiring, like most former athletes, I was faced with a little bit of an identity crisis. And because of that, it uh, led me to make a decision to figure out who I was and what I was here to do in this world. And I ended up giving away all my possessions to charity. I bought a van and I traveled the country on a... I would call it a spiritual journey, uh, a lot of self-work, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of deep healing, um, and a lot of really amazing connections, you know, synchronicities and people coming into my life. And one of those people is Laura Dawn, and she has had such a profound impact on my journey, especially over the last couple of years. Uh, I, attended, I first met her when I attended one of her retreats in Costa Rica. Uh, it was an ayahuasca retreat, and I was just really blown away, um, having worked with the medicine before, um, just the way uh, that, that Laura brought together this sacred plant medicine experience, but also weaved in a immense amount of wisdom and knowledge around you know science and quantum physics and a lot of different Eastern philosophies and practices and morning routines and creative flows and just all the work and experience that she has, uh, it definitely shows in her ability to bring forth digestible content and that can really have a profound impact and it has had a profound impact on my understanding of the world and the field and how to really step up and especially during these trying times as a leader to help shift the collective narrative and make some real positive impacts in the world. Um, She's been a huge part of my journey. I've learned so much from her. And after the retreat, I decided I I knew that I needed to continue to learn from her. 
and ended up enrolling in her mastermind uh, microdosing program and continued to learn so much from her, the way she was able to uh, bring together just a wide variety of different topics, um, you know, and, and really uh, showed me how to use microdosing protocols in the most effective way possible, tapping into flow states, getting more done, getting more creativity, um, and doing it all with less kind of hard work, right? Like how can we have more energy output um, without it feeling hard and overwhelming and, and feeling the sense of burnout? Um, and the way Laura Dawn really brings all of this information into a very digestible format uh, is really, I've never, uh, witnessed anybody that can actually quite do it like she does. And I'm really excited to continue to work with Laura Dawn. Anything that she puts out is really high quality. And if you are interested in learning from her, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. She's a beautiful soul and I love her dearly. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy her podcast. I also highly recommend checking out Joe Hawley's podcast called Quantum Coffee, which I've also been featured on as a guest. Okay, you guys, that is officially a wrap on episode number 18. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to leave you with this song called This Day Was Made For You by my dear brother, Luke Cohen. Once again, my name is Laura Dawn, and you are listening to the Psychedelic Leadership Podcast. Until next time. This magnificent day was made for you This magnificent day was made for you yeah. First thoughts that I tell myself First breaths that I breathe in That's how I see myself That's how my day begins First thoughts that I tell myself First breaths that I breathe in That's how I see myself That's how my day begins it, It's a new day Give it that good meaning There's a reason that you're here A reason why you're breathing Yeah, my gifts, I'ma give them Success, that's a given Bless those steps, there's a million Some regrets, so I feel them That's called healing Now I'm chilling, no more limits Breaking glass ceilings, all is revealing No time for gimmicks, we too busy living Often you listen, top of your wish list Rocking your business, no stopping your mission No competition, you confident Showing up for your heart's work, for your soul's growth, for your real work, for your deep dreams and unique part That only you can play, you can leave or you can stay Always find a way, learn to ride the waves Please don't hesitate, please don't hesitate This magnificent day was made for you This magnificent day was made First thoughts that I tell myself First breaths that I breathe in That's how I see myself That's how my day begins First thoughts that I tell myself First breaths that I breathe in That's how I see myself That's how my day begins yeah, the whole world is changing After the great pause I promise you it's worth it Stay on top of your cause Time can be a gift Time can be a remedy Your mind can be your friend your mind can be your enemy, make sure it works for your heart. This world, it needs your spark. 
a light inside the darkness Yeah, we made a stardust Stand for what you love Cause your love is your power Your love is your power You the best investment You could ever mess with So worth it, it's perfect Even if it hurts Keep working, keep climbing Keep trying, keep playing Keep praying, stay with it You're amazing Change the whole damn room Just by your mood Yeah, this day was made for you Yeah, this day was made for you This magnificent day Was made for you This magnificent day Was made for you That I tell myself First breath that I breathe in That's how I see myself That's how my day begins First thoughts that I tell myself First breath that I breathe in That's how I see myself That's how my day begins 